0: Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers.
1: I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother
2: Welcome back to another episode of Circle Unbroken. As previously mentioned, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and we are glad that you are finding us. That's how I view it that you're finding us, that you have decided today to jump in the ride and turn us on, um, that you have gone to our website and you have looked up the podcast tab and that you decided, hey, I'm going to go download Circle Unbroken or stream it or play it or whatever. Man, we are glad that you're here. And speaking of people, that I am so glad they're here. I want to welcome in. I want to welcome back Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. How you doing? You're a traveling man. Oh,
0: man. Traveling more than I wanted to
2: recently. <laughs> You're always taking care of business. Um, folks, Coach Mike has okay, he's he's a husband, he's a father, he's a son, as I use these titles, and I say all that just to say he has what I would call tentacles <laughs> that are they're <that> kinda <laughs> everywhere in the sense of gotta take care of this, gotta be here for that and that. And so, man, prayers and gratitude for your safety for uh, your health. I appreciate that. With all of these things, man. I appreciate y'all's patience, and
0: uh, I again appreciate Clayton stepping in and sure. helping out. And I had to go, I had to go back to Oklahoma for a little while and take care of some family business, uh, but we got that taken care of, and uh, we're back in the saddle uh, and uh, ready to ready to roll again.
2: Good, good. Ready to roll is what I like, and I think you're going to appreciate today's title and what we're talking about, and you'll probably have a lot of insight on it, because today, the one word that I want to hang our show on is the word perspective. I think in life, our perspective needs to change. Sometimes I was reading from a translation this weekend. I was preaching just down the road here, and I was reading the E.H. Peterson translation the message which, which is a paraphrase and I grew up not really for those of you that know much about the Bible I grew up not reading translations or, or paraphrases like the message just because I didn't think that they were the real Bible right I just I was raised to know certain versions just I had to, a, similar, yeah. I had a similar upbringing. similar bringing the yeah. Trust issue. Yeah, yeah. I didn't issues. know it. And then I was at a, a conference, and a guy that I had gone to college with, who I really respect, he preached and he quoted E.H. Peterson's The Message. And, the, and guys, this is just a another rendering or translation that this guy, Peterson, a scholar, has done of the Bible. And when he did it, it hit me that this guy wasn't saying this is the Word of God. When he did it, he said, we've all grown up hearing a preacher read out of the Bible and then turn and say, okay, in John 3, this is what this says. And then they turn, and then we'll tell you what they think it says. E.H. Peterson just did that with the whole book. He's taken it and said, this is what it says. And so that, that's how I view it, and that, that's how I appreciate his, his rendering of it. And I say all that to say, I was preaching yesterday, and I used a portion of Peterson's The Message because there's a part where there's, t- there's talk and there's speech of Jesus's teachings. And it says this, Don't we, we read it in the old school translations, we, we read it as don't let your hearts be troubled, okay, um, in talking about some of the teachings that, that Jesus does that are hard to swallow. Here, Peterson translates it, don't let this rattle you. And I liked it because it was a vernacular of if coach is right. going to make a mound visit and you're going to look him in the eye, hey, you're rattled. It's, yeah, take a breath. Yeah, <laughs> take a breath, <laughs> calm down. Uh, my wife will look at me sometimes and say, hey, you're high up here because you're, t- you're rattled. Let's, let's calm down. Yeah. And when, when he says that in that translation, he talks about not being rattled. There are things in life that will rattle you. Um, there, there are things that take place. It's an email. It's a customer service call. Coaches die in here. Uh, um, for lack of one. <laughs> there, there's something that you have to go and do. And it, and it rattles you to the point where if you're a Christian, your, your belief, your Christianity, the fruit of the spirit, those things are challenged because I know what I'm supposed to do versus what I'm fixing to do in order to get something done, right? Um, There's perspective in the sense of I used to get mad about such and such, and used to can be five years ago or it can be five minutes ago, but I've decided to not get fired up or hot about that. Or the flip side of it is this. I used to never care about this. I used to never get mad about this, but my perspective has changed, and now I see this is something worth fighting for, Right. Our perspective, Coach, changes a lot, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I've, I have
0: learned over over the years, and I have a few years on you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's just certain things that are worth the emotional energy. Sure. And then most of the stuff that I used to think was worth the emotional energy – just really isn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how upset I'm going to be. It's probably not going to (laughs) change. And therefore I'm wasting my time and my breath and, you know, and and my, my emotional energy. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I've been able to back away from some stuff, uh, especially since retirement. That's, that's helped. But, uh, but yeah, the perspective has changed a lot and guess uh, you know, 60 some years of experience I find out, okay, this you know, when I was thirty something, this was this was important. This was something I had to right. fight for. And now that I'm you know, thirty years down the road, I'm sixty something, uh, it's something I may need to pay attention to, but you know, getting all worked up about it isn't gonna change anything, so why waste the time on it? That's
2: exactly how I feel about, about different stuff. And, and, and like most of the shows that we do here, there's usually a catalyst. There's usually something that has taken place that challenges my perspective or makes me change something for, for those reasons. And before we get into that reason that I wanted to talk about this today, I, you said something that just triggered me. I was the guy coming out of college. Like the first time I was eligible to vote was in college. Well, I'm in college, and I didn't vote because, honestly, I was a college kid who, at that time, we were right on that cusp of a media shift. Meaning, when I was in college, one out of ten kids had a cell phone. Um, If you wanted to get online, you could get online and check your email in the lobby downstairs. That that screamed A line
0: of people. Yeah, that and uh the— if you actually actually had your own modem, mm-hmm. it was that dial up, yes. that scream and that holler, yes.
2: So they, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, you got it. And so they were not able to get to us, right? And I don't. I, that sounds terrible, but but what I mean by that is there are more college age kids now who are triggered to vote because of mass media, though the way that you can get mm-hmm. to them quicker, right? And so for me, I didn't do it in that first election, and then. The next election came around. So four years later, I'm telling off on myself. Mm -hmm. So four years later, I had an opportunity to vote. Well, going up to the time of that election probably about a year out, everybody starts ramping up and all this stuff. And I told a group of my friends, I'm not going to vote. And I thought it was this enlightened position. And, and they said, why are you not going to vote? And I said, look, they always say, um, if you don't vote, don't complain. Well, this is my logic. I don't complain, so I'm not voting. And, and that, that's what I said. I, t- I told somebody that. I said, I don't complain, so I'm not voting. And I didn't have any friends, that to use our word today, the, I didn't have any friends that that rattled. They did not say to me, hey, man, yeah, you, you, you're, a, you're an American. You've got this right. You know, you've got this opportunity in front of you. You need to go vote. They didn't say that. They said, you do you. They just kind of let mm-hmm. me go the way young guys do out of college. But in between that year, from then and the election, I began, I was newly married and something that happened in society really bothered me. So I'm sitting at breakfast with my new bride and I said, this is crazy. It's crazy that fill in the blank is this way in America. And uh, we we had coffee, we had toast. I remember the exact meal that, that was there on the, I won't keep going with the whole menu, but my young bride, is looking at me across the table and she has her cup up here and she's kind of smiling over the cup. It looked like an ad for mm-hmm. coffee. And uh, I drink coffee. She was on that ad, boy. Anyway, sorry, that was free. Uh, I look over and she's kind of looking at me and I see her smiling. And as she smiles at me, I'm like, what's funny? I'm fired up. I'm triggered. Like, what, what, what how is this funny? And she goes, sir, this is a complaint. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, well, well, yeah, I I guess so. I hadn't called anybody and complained about it. She goes, no, 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 no. This is a complaint. And let me tell you the party that you would file this complaint with or because of. And I kind of looked at her and I said, okay. And she goes, if you don't vote, don't complain, Mr. I don't complain. And I said, right. And she goes, this is a complaint. And I said, yeah. She goes, Voting takes place down the road at this church. Yep. It's time to go, and so, folks, that's how I got into voting. My yep. my perspective changed. It it shifted, oh, yeah. and it was like, all right, dude, it's time to cast your vote because of a because of a changed perspective." And I think that happens a lot for us, Coach. I also think our perspective can change in the religious circles, that as far as the things that we're convicted about, the things. That that really matter to us.
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot of what has uh, changed, and and to me, it's 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 something I've I've observed in other Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, it's a matter of maturity. You find out, you you figure out what's worth the fight, and what really does in the end. What does it really matter? Right. Uh, You know, I I used to get coming out of college and and. you know it's all been out of shape about some stuff you know, especially in school situations where you know we we started talking about the you know evolution versus creationism right. and all that stuff and I was boy I was at the forefront and all this stuff and then you know we kind of got into a discussion about you know catalysts and you know this and that and I and I finally just came back to one you know and I kind of ended the discussion with this and it was I haven't heard anybody say anything better I said okay even if it was an evolutionary idea or whatever, it's got to start somewhere. Fair. You know, adaption, whether you're talking about adaption or evolution, okay, that's, that's an argument in and of itself. It had to start somewhere. Sure enough. And I said, there's, my, there's the creationist point. There's my point. Mm-hmm. I don't care how far back you want to go. There was a starting point. What was the starting point, right? You know, and this this idea or this philosophy is the only one that can actually explain that, right? Uh, and, and you know that kind of ended the that kind of ended the uh, the evolutionary. <laughs> 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 you know, it's kind of like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stop that in his tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And, and and but it was at that point I kind of learned. There's no use getting all wound up about it. Right. Right. You know, what's really important? Well, is it is it really important that a horse started off the size of a dog?
2: No. Right.
0: <laughs> no. You know, uh, or, you know, is it, is it really important that we had, you know, dinosaurs for a million plus years if we were really around that long? No. God told us what we need to know. Right. And – I'll right. leave it at that and let him decide what's important and what isn't, and I'll just kind of follow along like I'm supposed to.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, there was a, there was a group, uh, Harding University. Uh, that I would Great go to Great school, at graduated you know from there. <laughs> and I would go and speak there when I was a youth minister in Memphis. There was a group of students that went on to Harding and they would have these Wednesday night Bible studies at different coaches' houses. Mm-hmm. And so they invited me to come and so I started coming like once a month. I would go and I would pray. It was church. It was church mm-hmm. in a house and I would do it. And there were a couple of guys in there that were student leaders that were in the, I guess it was a pre-med program or whatever it would be called there. And they were all going on to be doctors. And so they... They were smarter than your average bear and they had some ideas and sometimes you see that mesh of religion and spirituality and medicine and modern ideas. And so these guys, they were on to, to use a previously used term here, they were on a little evolution. They were they were moving through some faith and some growth and some development. And they had some ideas about how old the earth was what really happened at the flood, all these different things where they were still believers, but they were shifting their thinking on a lot of things based on science and numbers and discovery for them. And again, hear me, they were not full blown, you know, to the left or to the right, either way. They were just having some ideas and some discussions. And one of the boys there, he was a Bible major, and they were all discussing this one night. And his grandfather was a well-known Preacher from back in the day. I'm talking like tent meetings, revivals, you know, all all that stuff. You read commentaries now and his grandfather's name is, you know, on. And so he shared with them as they were talking back and forth a quote from his grandfather. And he said, I don't, you may have heard it before, but he said, I don't want to spend my time arguing over the age of the rocks. He said, I want to spend my time talking about the rock of ages. And, and what he was, he was flipping it to say this. There are certain things you look at perspective-wise and say, that doesn't matter. Like, we're not going to spend our time fighting and arguing over this. Let's use our perspective to shift and talk about what matters. And we
0: are warned within the scriptures about endless arguments. Sure, correct. And to avoid them. Yes. Because they do take mm-hmm. so much energy, so much focus away from what really is important. Mm-hmm. And... uh you know, whether it's religion, whether it's life, you know, uh, yeah, I used to really get, as, as a young teacher, you know, things happen. I I would have students visit me in the middle of the night with rolls of toilet paper and, you know, decide, <laughs> I used to really, you know, oh, I, I'll get them, you know, I'll find, I'll, I'll get them, I'll, I'll chase them down, I'll get them. Uh, okay, it's toilet paper. As right. long as they don't destroy my property, you know. Sure. It's sure. toilet paper. I can live, you know.
2: <laughs> and and you knew this. They're thinking about me. <laughs> and, and, well, that
0: yeah. And, and you know, it, it also the, the perspective. Again, they wanted me to get mad, right? So the fact that I didn't get mad
2: messed them up. Yes, <laughs> so yes. You get you get fired up. Who wins?
0: Yeah, and, and so uh yeah perspective changes and, and i think a lot of people even in the business world what they want what they're looking for is that shock that reaction and they build off of it i mean I, I, let's just say it. trump made a made a big presidential run off of that and ran for 4 sure. years you know did did his business for 4 years off of getting people ticked off right right so and enough. and uh you know you just Whoa! let's, let's just back off. Let's look at the facts or what facts we can get a hold of. And l- let's take a, s- a look at this situation and, and separate the emotion from it. Right. Right. And then we can probably make a much better decision. And again, you, like you said, the perspective has changed because uh, again, 30 years ago, I probably would have included the emotion in all in my decision-making process. Now I try to remove it. As much as I can, I know, I know he can't remove it all, right? But is the emotion going to, is it going to further me, or is it going to get in my way? Mm. Man, and then okay, if it's going to help me, then yeah, I'm in it. I, you know, you're going to see an emotional part of me that you probably hadn't seen in a while. Most of the time, it's in my way, right? And if I can keep things calmer, if I can keep things on a little bit more even keel, um, then the solutions to the issue usually come across a lot clearer, a lot easier, and become a lot easier to say to somebody else or to get somebody else to help. Right. Me with that, uh, you know, getting mad at a customer service rep. Uh, probably not going to get much done. Sure. So that's fair. May, may may make me feel a little better at the moment, but actually all it did was get my blood pressure up <laughs> uh, because that poor customer service rep, hes all, you know, it's his job just to answer the thing. You know, he's the one that's got to sit there and listen to me, mm-hmm. and then he's got to turn it over to somebody else <laughs> to right. fix the problem. Right. So he's kind of powerless too. There's no use
2: getting mad at the messenger. That, yeah. And that's what I think. I think you saying that there's no use. um, That denotes a shift in thinking. And what I want to present as we go into the break here is that when you allow your perspective to change, it's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of growth. It's a sign of development. And we're going to talk in our next break. I mean, excuse me, after our break, in our next session here, we're going to talk about reasons why your perspective changes and what to do with it, how to remain true to yourself as your perspective changes in life, because it doesn't mean you have to abandon everything that you've grown up knowing or believing. You're just going to look in the, you're just going to look in a situation and say, well, this is something worth getting fired up about. And this is something that's silly. I think this is a message for all of us. And so we hope you'll stick around when we come back here on Circle Unbroken.
1: Circle,
0: Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit myfirstfarmers.com or
3: call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC.
2: We are back here on Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be back. Man, I'm glad you are, too. Our word for today that we are talking about, if you're just now joining us, is perspective. And perspectives change if you are looking around, if you are evaluating if you are allowing yourself the ability to change and grow and, and coach, I think that's something that happens as we get older, don't you think? Oh yeah, uh, it's
0: when you look back at things and you start seeing what you know what you thought was important, against mm-hmm. what really is important, uh, or what you thought was important, against what really happened, right. Yes, and then you realize, well, maybe what I thought was so important, maybe not, maybe not as important as I thought it was. Mm. Okay, mm. so now my perspective has changed, and where do I go from here? You know, to to be effective, right? To be uh, someone that some people will listen to, and and, um, and again, for for just my own mental health, you know, I, I don't like walking around mad at the world all the time.
2: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and quite frankly, we're, we're getting uh, – our society is getting to that point. Right. You know, everybody has their they, – they talk about their trigger. They talk about their trigger. Well, I was always taught about a gun. Don't point it. Yep. Unless yep. you mean business. That's exactly right. And if you pull that trigger, there's no going back. Nope. Nope. Can't, so, can't put that back in. So, you know, be very, very careful about what trips your trigger. Sure. And as I've gotten older, it's been less and less. Now, here's the, here's the trade-off. Less and less actually trips my trigger. Right. But when it does,
2: there's a definite reaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've said on this show before, um, especially the show that we did about being a man and how we man up and we weren't going to apologize for that. And one of the quotes that we used was being a man is not having control over others having control of yourself mm-hmm. and when i focus on having control over others the issue and the problem is i, I can be triggered left and right up and down northwest i mean like all, all the different kinds of people if i'm focused on myself it's what i am allowing taft and mike to respond to yeah. in life and
0: that was the perspective i tried to get to my students that were having trouble interacting with each other who's actually in control Right, right. You know, you know, he's not going to talk to me like that. He's not going to say that about my mama and all this stuff. You know, and I'm, you know, if he says that, I'm going to re- Okay. If he says that, I'm going to do this. Who's in control. Right. You know, right. And, and it's what I would stop him and say, listen, listen to what you're just saying yourself. No one's going to do uh, No one's going to control me like that. Well, they just did. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to the kids that would respond to that. Yeah, we saved a lot of sure. issues, you know, and, and and I had a lot of kids come back. And I said, Fine. <laughs> unfortunately, it was after they were out of my class, <laughs> right. That, that right? would happen. But they come back. and I realize what you're trying to tell me, Coach, and, and and stuff. So the good news is they came back. Yeah, and, and again, perspective changed. Sure, they realized certain battles weren't worth the the fight.
1: And
2: and if you're the greatest perspective change, I think, is when you look at it as far as what your life is. And if you're not dead, it's not too late. Meaning you've got you've always got a shot. You've always got a chance, you know, when it comes to redemption and, and changing. And I think sometimes our perspective is so short sighted on things that we see red for a minute. And our technology and our entertainment. Yep.
0: In, uh encourages that short-sightedness right yes you know I had to learn to teach in 12 minute increments yep mm-hmm. you know why 12 minutes well that's the, the the typical time between commercials on a TV on a TV show correct there's roughly 12 minutes. That was the that was the attention span that had been ingrained into my students and either I had to adapt to it, mm. possibly okay if I could get 15 to 20 out of them, Right. I had accomplished something. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah. And it was, but it took a lot of training. It took a lot of work to get there. Right. Right. Yeah. My perspective changed over time. It was, this isn't worth the fight. Change gears. I can mm-hmm. still get the same thing done a different way. Just change gears. That's like, and, and I would start teasing them about, okay, it's time for commercial. <laughs> I'd go do something different around my desk, come back in and, and then and it was amazing how much better i could hold you know hold their attention with different things trying to change their perspective a little bit by m- almost mocking yes. their tv mentality but at the same time i had to change mine to just acknowledge hey this is their environment and if i don't at least acknowledge it and try to work with it i'm never going to change it right right so you know my shot at changing it is to acknowledge it, work with it, stretch it a little bit here and there. But my my perspective in teaching changed and it also kind of uh changed my perspective in dealing with other people. Just realizing uh you know, when I did my speaking in church and stuff right. like that, 20 minutes is about as long as anybody can hang on.
2: <laughs> that that's the kicker is dealing Dealing with other people because those external factors, those, those mm-hmm. people that, that can influence you, that can hurt you, you look at it and you say, okay, what is, what is worthy of my reaction? Um, how can I respond to this? Do I need to respond to this? Do I need to have an altered state of thinking in a good way yeah. uh, without losing myself,
0: losing who I am? And with today's technology, the reactionary time is very, very short.
2: Oh, man.
0: It's, but it's also your expression time is very, very short. Right. You know, if you get on the, was it, TikTok has what, what it used to be a 40-character limit or something like that, that was all you had. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you better come up, you know, that's where the, all the hashtags came into to play was you'd send a message through your title as opposed right. to your message. Right. Yep. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, but we become so immediate and so hot-button hot word oriented that I think sometimes we have lost the ability to sit back, take another look, get the big picture. Nobody wants to do de- I say nobody. It's harder to get people to see the big picture anymore because they're so bombarded with the
2: immediate. Sure. Oh, sure it is. And, and that phrase you use big picture. Yeah. Is some of the greatest people we know um, that have what we would describe as a healthy perspective are people that have that big picture mindset. Not gonna not gonna react to things that don't need to react to. Not gonna freak out. Gonna see this down the road from an enlightened. Yeah. Is this something perspective. I really
0: wanted to happen? No, I didn't want right. this to happen. But can I tolerate it to get mm-hmm. what
2: I want? Right
0: down the road to get to my ultimate goal. Yes.
2: Yes. And when somebody says, why are you not, and, and they'll use this in different terminologies, right? They'll say, why are you freaking out right now? Or why are you, why, excuse me, why are you not freaking out right now? Why are you not reacting? And the response sometimes can be this. What, what is your reaction really doing? Like what what is you're getting fired up about this really really changing? Hey, you're nervous, you're freaked out, you're you're having this response. If I do it, then it's just pandemonium. Somebody's gotta be the cool head. And and there was something, coach, that happened uh for me, with me, to me, around me. I am a I am the definition of a sports dad. Um if you mention all the different sports, yes. Um <laughs> there I've shared with you this before. Uh, A few weeks back, my wife, we were going through our evaluation of the weekend, and I said, hey, just give me the rundown from Friday night to Sunday night. And she said, okay, well, this weekend it carries 16 games, 16 games plus your preaching, so we've got to figure it out. And so that's my life. I am on a field or a court with four kids – who all play Okay, on,
0: yeah, you you you're a little more in, you're yeah. a little bit more involved than I was. I had two kids. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Four kids that all play. Here's the kicker coach. They're all playing on two different teams. Only two. two. Only two different teams right. currently. Meaning, so. Could have been four. Yeah. My, my daughter will be travel soccer and travel basketball this weekend. And we've got to get from this part of Nashville to that part of Nashville. Next weekend, she's in Louisville. The boys in Knoxville. Like, like we're, we're just figuring it out as we go. And so when I hustle, hustle, hustle and pay, pay, pay and get to the events to watch them play, I am full of, you ready for this? I would love to say I'm full of joy, contentment, and peace, but folks listening that know anything about this world know that I can very easily go from being full of peace, contentment, and joy to being full of opinion, questions, uncertainty, because I will think I moved heaven and earth to get my family into these places, to show up at this spot, on a random field and a random court and these things will go through my head. I'm not a question the coach guy. That's not that's not my style. I am cuz I've coached too much. Mm-hmm. But I am a Does this kid really want to be here? And I can be talking about your kid or my kid. But if if the product is the kids and I I don't ever want you to be burnt out, I don't want to I don't run you all these places for me. I promise you that. Cuz I save money, time mm-hmm. and energy if we don't go to all these things. And so I get full of these questions and I start to ask and wonder. And then at the end of a tournament, I'll start thinking about work. I'll start thinking about responsibilities, obligations that I have. And so you you can almost get this anxiety where you go, okay, what's next? Where do I have to go? Where do I have to be? Well, these things happen to me and sometimes they come out in the form of complaints, Am I wasting my time? Is this vanity? What, what are we spinning our wheels for? I don't I don't want to burn my kid out. All these different types of things. And then if you have a loss, we always talk about winning cures everything. You have a loss compounded with another loss. You think, okay, do these kids love it? Like where's, where's the joy? Where's, where's the passion? And you'll really start to question it at that moment as we do in different losses or hard times in life. Well, one of my good buddies who – has helped run the team, he's helped be a coach. Last Saturday we did not have to play. We weren't we weren't gone for that specific team. And his wife, they decide they were going to go hiking around her lake. They're going to go get some breakfast and then go get a car wash. Like this was, mm-hmm. talk about love languages. They hit them all. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they were going to do this. Well, they had made it to the car wash and this guy's my age, made it to the car wash and his wife was, had her two towels doing one side of the car. He was doing the, the wipe down of the vehicle on the other side. And she looks around and she says, that sucker, he's left me to do all this by himself. And she, she thought he just ran off and did it. She goes around the car opens the truck, finds him in the truck, suffered a stroke. Mm. My man, my age, who is my, my running buddy, my spending buddy, my complaining buddy, had a stroke and had gone to the hospital, 911, ICU, complete shutdown with a portion of his body, wound up doing a clot buster some things in his brain we freaked out we freaked out because that's my guy right like the last i looked at the last text i had sent him after his wife starts texting me that's a perspective Mm -hmm. changer it was about the nba finals and what so and so was going to do he's laying in that hospital he 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 doesn't care at all about yeah. my stupid text message about an NBA team, right? It doesn't matter. Your perspective changes. Let me hit a fast-forward button, Coach. That was last Saturday. Fast-forward to this past Saturday. I'm in Lebanon at a ballpark, and I'm setting up and taking down a tent with him. He had gotten out of the hospital and gotten clearance to come and sit underneath a tent. He sat underneath that tent. He doesn't talk as much. He doesn't talk as loud. He's he's gathering everything back, and he's going to be okay, God willing. But let me tell you something, Coach. We sat there, and I'll let you guess how many times we complained during that game. Big, fat, zero.
0: Yeah, and uh, when we come back we'll talk about something that i had to learn mm-hmm. and i'm sure it's part of your mm-hmm. your deal what's urgent yes and what's important absolutely and absolutely once i learned once i was able to separate those two ideas that helped me an awful lot
2: i want people to remember that hang on to those words when we come back we always end our show with hope and we'll have some for you here on circle unbroken
1: In the circle,
2: a year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month. or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more.
3: Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details
2: Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. We're glad... To have you, uh, we want to be hospitable here. We want you to feel like you come in to the circle unbroken, and you are welcomed. You are taken care of, and that you matter. That's what Coach Mike and I try to provide for you here. We are not a yell at you radio show. We are not a shame you radio show. I had a fella say something to me this past Wednesday. He said, "I love listening to your show." And I said, Well man, thanks. I'm I'm glad that you do. And he goes, Look, I'm I'm a believer, but I'm not a traditional believer. And I said, You don't believe in tradition? And we laughed. And he said, No, man, I just don't really like wear it on my sleeve, maybe the way that I should. A lot of people don't know my belief system, but you guys tend to present things in a way where by the end of the show, I'm really thinking, but you didn't put it like right in my face. And I went, you know what? This is soup. He works for a big company yeah. in town that we talked to about advertising and all that. And it was really cool for him when I told him Front Porch Radio, he knew this show sure. and he knew it for that. Probably just called him at the right time of day. Um, but I think there's something to that. There's something to perspective for this guy in his daily work and him saying, you know, this is a different way to look at faith. This is a different way to look at the approach um, for how I live and for what I do. And we left off at the end of our last break talking about something, about perspective changing and looking at what is urgent and looking at what is important. And I'm going to let Coach pick that up where we left off a, a little bit earlier talking about these situations and how they impact us.
0: Yeah, it's and it's I'll be one of the first people to tell you that sports is a microcosm for life. And sure. this, of course I learned this again, I learned this both as, as a player and as a and more so as a coach. You know, again, you know, what was what was urgent, what was important, uh in learning to handle things on the field or off the field. What needed to be done? You know, there were certain things that had to be done within a certain time period. You right. know, on a football field, you have a 30-second play clock. You have to be urgent about stuff. You have to do things. And then there was the importance of what are we actually trying to teach these kids? You know, is it if, if all we're trying to do is teach them how to move a piece of leather up and down a grass field with stripes on it and, and win a game in there, we've failed. We, we've lost something there. But if we also learn about teamwork and we learn about overcoming adversity, we learn about a t- accomplishing a goal, you know, maybe stretching yourself a little bit further than you ever thought you could go. Now I can take that what I've learned, what's important, and I apply it to places outside the field. And it's, it's helped me, you know, in deciding, okay, when do I yell at this kid and when do I just kind of, you know, take take care of what's going on at, at the moment. If it's safety or if it's something that had to be done within a certain time, then, yeah, I got loud. I got very demonstrative. I got his attention real quick. Did I get upset over the fact that he made a mistake and it cost us the game? No. You know, believe me, you know, if you're a competitor and you make a mistake that cost your team the game, you know it. You don't have to have some coach – beat that into your head Uh, and if you're not a competitor then maybe as the coach i need to figure out whether you need to be out there because evidently it doesn't matter or do i need to coach you on how to change your perspective
2: that's exactly right
0: you know and and what is important here you know what is the end goal uh yeah yeah again sports is very you know inward looking you're, you know, that's the whole point of the game is to win the game. Mm. Uh, as a coach, as as a player, sometimes you got to back up what's well, what's a win? You know, for me as a coach, if I teach this person how to handle adversity, how to handle the the, the ups and downs when you know he's being blamed for something he didn't do holding call <laughs> sure right in a game right. it's a holding call it's an offside he gets his number gets tagged I didn't do it I didn't do it oh, it doesn't matter the team goes back you know the whole team's getting punished anyway well what's what you know and then he learns to handle the adversity of yelling to getting demonstrative arguing with me isn't going to change the situation the team's still moving back 10 yards and we still got to go. we still gotta call the next play and move on okay okay the fact that I'm having a hard time getting a hold of a customer service representative and they, <laughs> I don't like the decision they gave me. Um, that doesn't mean that my life's going to stop. I've got to keep on going and figure out what I'm going to do next. Yeah. I got penalized. I got set back. What am I going to do now? You uh, know, the perspective it broadens. That's what I love about sports. It's a microcosm of life. You've got to figure out how to do this. Um, but it really helped me learn what was urgent. I've got a time clock. I've got to do this in a certain amount of time. This has got to be done. I got deadlines to meet now to take it out of the sports arena and go in the corporate world. I've got a, have got a deadline. I've got to meet. I've got to get this ad done by a certain time. I've got to get this report pen- finished by a certain time. I've got to make so much money by a certain time. There's urgency. Mm. What's important. And you know, Sometimes it takes a shot sure across does. the bow, like a stroke,
2: I, I like think a, a lot of times. like a heart
0: attack or some other health, a wreck, a near wreck or a wreck or a near wreck. And you back up and like, Oh, how did I get in that mess? And what caused it? And is it really what it's costing me? I think health, and that's a, it. that's a huge. And I think that's the perspective of getting older. You know, like I said, I've got a few years on you, right? And I've I've been through a few of those battles now. Did it extend my life? Did it shorten my life? Hmm. Did it Did it improve a relationship? Did it hurt a relationship? You know, uh, yeah. Somebody, I got mad at somebody. Did yelling at them fix the problem? Probably not. More than likely, it didn't, and it was. In fact, it may have made it worse um taking a lump here and there or calmly hey we 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 got an issue we got to talk this out right. we got to get this figured out my perspective has changed reaction versus proaction i have
2: found and, you know so that health like if you have a health scare or something happens like that it can change it for us a lot of times i hate to say it this way coach a lot of times temporarily. Like it'll yeah. wake somebody up for a minute. I have found that death can change it more long-term. Now, I don't mean for the person that died. What I mean by that is for, for those of us that have been impacted mm-hmm. by that, that, that there are years ago, these families that were close to us, one of these women who's a very conservative religious person had been approached by her son about the fact that he and his girlfriend at the time we pregnant And it was so <laughs> I'm going to use terrible words here. It was less than ideal. Now now anytime somebody is pregnant, you know out of marriage or anything like that, there's problems, circumstances, hurdles. This one was very with the family dynamics, with aspirations, with you know all, all kinds of things, ministry-related, career-related. this was like a bomb. For, for, for this community and, and for this family and for their faith tribe. And this mom was so torn up about it. And she went, she didn't know where she could turn to at the time. It hadn't gone public. She hadn't told a lot of people, but th- I mean, this was a big mm-hmm. fat deal. And so she went to her safe space, which was her Tuesday ladies Bible class. Wasn't a big corporate one. It was a small group of ladies that get together and share life with each other, and she knew with these eight sisters that she could share it, and so she shared it, and she talked about the wreckage, the problems, all the things that come with it, and 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 the natural reaction was, and I'm going to do my worst uh, middle aged woman impression here, but it was old oh, girl, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, girl, like hugs, mm-hmm. tears, oh, we got you, you know, all those kinds of loyalty talks. And one lady there didn't say very much. She was a little bit wiser than the rest of them. She ha- had a lot more life happened to her than the rest of them. But she didn't say much. And when the group dissipated and ended, she stuck around. And she stuck around with this lady. And she said, I don't want to say this in front of everybody. And she said, okay, okay, and she's still sniffing, mm-hmm. and she's regrouping from the tail. And this woman had lost her son to a car wreck where he was literally pinned against a tree and was kept alive until they moved the vehicle. I mean, it was a terrible, traumatic yeah. situation. Her son was in the youth group in the same age as this girl's son now. And she said to her, she said, not everybody could handle what I'm fixing to tell you. And a lot of people may even argue with it. And she said, but I can't tell you how much money I would pay to have him sitting across the table for me right now telling me that he had gotten a girl pregnant. And it the perspective there, she was not saying this is okay. Right. She wasn't telling her that. I would much rather deal with this problem than yes. the one I am dealing and, with. And, it. and I do. Coach, look, yeah. I mean, telling you yes. the story now, 10 years later, it was a perspective change for, for her because she completely shifted at that moment into being gracious, saying, I, I told you when you were a baby boy, I'd love you no matter what. Well, now we're in the no matter what stage. I don't think this is okay. I don't think this is right. But can God work through it? Let's watch. And this other woman changed her perspective by telling her. And she said, I didn't want to be. I talked to the lady afterwards. She said, I didn't want to be the person that goes around always playing that card. Always telling people, well, I I have a dead child. Like, I, I didn't want to be the person that said. She goes, but in this moment, I knew I needed to tell her this. I needed to tell her, tell her, hey. I would love to be dealing with this, air quote, problem right now. And really, really helped her with that. And I share that story with everybody to say this woman's perspective was changed by death. It was changed by something so hardcore where in her life, she's, she's told me this multiple times, he will be that age for the rest of my life. I'll see his friends grow up. I'll see them have babies I'll see them get corporate jobs. I'll see them do all this. And I always think what it would have been like for him to be that age. She said, but in my heart, he'll always be, you know, that age as my boy when he passed away. And folks, the reason that I'm sharing this story with you, please do not hear doom and gloom. Please hear that perspective is a gift. It's a gift to have a perspective and to be able to look and say, here's how I see a situation. Here's how somebody else sees it. Here's how I've grown.
0: And also to realize that as alone as I may feel, as unique as I may mm-hmm. feel, I'm not the first one that's had to deal with this problem. Correct. You know, Correct. and I won't be the last one.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and okay. You know, there's other people around that have dealt with even, you know, you know, as bad as my situation may be, there's always somebody that's got it worse. Yes. And, uh, yes. So that's, you know, that, that's always been, you know, that, that was one of the, the leveling things, you know, coming back to the thing that you've been, you know, we've been teasing back and forth here with my, my issues with customer service and stuff like that. I am not the first person that's lost, you know, lost the product that I that I'm depending on. Right, I won't be the last one. Mm-hmm. I'm not the first one that got ticked off at a warranty situation that wasn't what For I thought sure. it was going to be. Losing my cool, losing my perspective mm-hmm. on that isn't going to change how that's going to get handled by other people. It is going to change a whole lot as to how I'm going to deal. Yes, with myself and other people. Right. And right. Uh, that that's that's the one of the big things i I've, I guess I've learned in sixty some mm-hmm. sixty some or sixty none business <laughs> years, <or> whatever. So
2: <laughs> that's and that's what we want people to know. What we want you to know today as we off ramp is this. There is a road to redemption in my life and yours. And that road to redemption to changing starts with me hearing a truth, whatever that truth might be, and repenting. And when I say repent, don't just think religion. But when I talk about repenting, I'm talking about to change my heart, to turn. And I can only do that by having a perspective that changes, that flips, and that turns. And so maybe today you need to change your perspective. You need to grow. Doesn't mean you'll lose yourself. But you know what? You may be surprised with what you'll find. We're glad that you joined us today on Circle Unbroken. We love you and we're out. I was standing by
1: my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother.